Hello, you're listening to Dope Comedians, a podcast about comedians who use weed to help with depression and whatever else is going on in life. Subscribe today to listen to subscriber-only episodes and audio, as well as bonus episodes and clips. To gain full access, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and YouTube Podcasts. Now, let's get at it. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Everybody, it's your girl Marcella Riley, and I just want to remind y'all that if you like this podcast, then please take a moment and go to wherever you're listening to this show and click subscribe. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a five star rating. Uh, it doesn't take that much time to do, but it helps us out so so much. So get over there and do it right now. Uh, and also, if you want to come get high with us, then follow the show on Instagram at High Hopes Live, and you can also find me at Cool Black Chick. Um, I'm still waiting on you to subscribe. I haven't seen it yet. Like where I'm waiting. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Thank y'all. Okay. All right. Enjoy the show. Bye. Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Cool Black Chick, for another episode of High Hopes. And today, on a Monday evening, I've got actor-comedian, uh, just moved from Chicago, Xerxes Flores! <laughs> What's up? How's it going, Marcella? Good. Good. Thanks for being here. Yeah, no problem. I actually forgot to mention it. Uh, I'm not sure if you're a huge fan of uh, chocolate brownies, but... I have an extra one. I brought it for you in case oh. you're interested. <laughs> oh, sure. Is it just like a regular brownie? Or is it an edible? It's a regular <laughs> good old brownie. I had a dinner party with my friends last night. Shout out to Giovanni for making me such delicious spaghetti. Giovanni. Oh, some spaghetti. Yeah. Giovanni made spaghetti. G- yeah, Giovanni made spaghetti <laughs> and she made me brownies. Oh. I'm, I'm loved. Oh, you are. Yeah. yeah, let's have some. You want? You can grab it if you want. <laughs> yeah. Um, We always have lots of snacks and foods and... Things like that. I've already had four of them, oh, so you <laughs> go ahead. That's all you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's get into it. When did you when did you <coughs> move here? You're from Chicago. I am born and raised in Chicago. All right. Uh, Albany Park, Northwest Side. Moved here about two months ago to break into film and TV, but I've done a lot of comedy and sketch stand up back film. Is it good? Giovanni, <laughs> you're brownie. <laughs> It's fucking good. Oh, she's going to love to hear mm. that. She knows. 
<laughs> she knows she's the shit. You know, she don't need it. But Everybody who's the shit knows they're the shit. They have to. They always know. Sorry. Uh, <clears throat> continue. Uh, yeah, but I got here about two months ago. It's been a ride. Yeah. Yeah. At least something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd come out a couple times before, uh, t- twice before to check it out, look at apartments, prospects, checking mm-hmm. the jobs. And uh, I think the day I got here, the sort of illusion of LA wore off immediately. I okay. saw right through it. it and, and But not in a bad way. I just, you know, I, I kind of knew what to expect coming in. Yeah. It's a whole different vibe from the Midwest. It um, is. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think I came in here pretty prepared. Good. Knowing what to expect and, and how annoying I would sound as like a newcomer because <laughs> there's always a new person in the room. It's like every single every, room. Every I'm single in. room. <laughs> I just got here two hours ago and I don't know. Yeah. I saw Jake Gyllenhaal at Starbucks. Like, shut up. <laughs> Have you seen him? No, I met Stephanie <laughs> Haddish, though, and Tyler freaking Perry. Ty, where? Does it, does it count if you don't tell him your name, though? Um,. It's so okay. no. If, if you met them, you don't have to right? have that sort yeah. of introduction. Okay. Because she's not gonna remember who the fuck I am, but I remember. Right. She's she's really funny. Isn't she's she? great. She's I don't get starstruck, but that was for some reason a, a really dope experience. Yeah, yeah. I got to work. I used to work at the Laugh Factory, and I oh, yeah. uh, produced That's this segment. Her. Oh yeah. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She's always there. I think she started there. She um, sure their did. she went to their camp. Yeah. Um. Uh. And she's such a great person. When I was there. I produced a series called um, Comics Roasting Comments. Okay. And so the comics would uh, watch their own videos of them doing stand-up and then read through all wow. the awful comments. Like, people would just leave really nasty comments I on bet. there. Yeah, and so I, um, I created a series of a, a way to like kind of get back at them. Mm-hmm. And I emailed her. And she was like, fuck yes, doing it. And she came the next day and just like slayed it. It's still up there on their uh, YouTube. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, she, she definitely, and I will also say, I, I noticed that just like all of us, she pulled out her voice memos and <laughs> put it right on that fucking stool right at the beginning of her set and she yeah. pulled it right off. And I thought, damn, you know, she's still doing the amateur work. I love that. I love so when real. I see people not forgetting about that grinds. She's so real. Yeah. yeah. She is, uh, like it's, it's great to like. To, I I caught her like right before she blew up and to see her like now like she I I hope she stays as like awesome at, like her just her attitude and like yeah. she's just like yeah for the people and like for herself right <laughs> she is she's like <laughs> you need to get her on the show <laughs> I, I would love to I can I probably email her now I, I can't do that it's kind of tacky but maybe who knows um let's smoke some weed let's do that let's do that <laughs> um so I have this you. Said you're a sativa the, guy. The, the sativa, yes. I need, sativa. I need the sativa. The sativa. Otherwise, I go to a coma. Um, would you care to do the honor? Sure, of course. Um, and here's my I feel ghetto like I'm ass. on a cooking show right now. Yeah. So I like to <laughs> one by one. Make How sure do you it's smoke? Nice and fluffy. I like joints stylistically. Yeah. That's kind of my preference. <laughs> yeah, because I can not think and smoke and it gets that's a very higher. la answer oh is that an la <laughs> answer oh god i'm already sold out <laughs> i've forgotten what snow is <laughs> Been here yeah two you fucking will months. forget what snow is are we allowed to curse on this we're allowed to curse can, i mean we're doing drugs we're on doing this. drugs that are legal curse. so we can say legal it's cuss legal words, I guess. in 50 percent of the united states right we're just doing this for the people only for the people okay you want Always me to do the people. honor absolutely yeah okay um, what do you have at home? The motherfucking monster. <laughs> um, 
What do I have? A, uh, a green candy, I think it's called. Never had that. Big Spider-Man fan. So I like Green Goblin just for the aesthetic. <laughs> You're an aesthetic uh, guy. I like to follow weird, dorky things for myself. So, yeah, stuff, stuff like that will catch my eye. I'm more inclined. But <laughs> I uh, anything green. Green's my favorite color. And Green is the color of envy. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so tell me about when you got into comedy. <coughs> Cough it out, boo. <coughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So I kind of fell into comedy by accident. Um, <coughs> about a couple years ago, I started working at a comedy club uh, at called Second City in Chicago, and not as a a performer or a student or anything. I had a lot of musical theater acting training Ooh. beforehand, and that was what I went to school for. As a matter of fact, I looked at comedy like below me. Wow. In a way, I was yeah. so pretentious. I was, you know, <laughs> quite young. So, but I um, always was told that I had great comedic timing and stuff like that, and people would laugh at me. And yeah. I was always like a funny guy, and I didn't realize how much I ingested comedy on a such a daily basis. I was obsessed with. <coughs> Stand up and like Mad TV was my shit. Yeah, every fucking week. Um, so I started about a couple of years ago. I just randomly started taking classes because I started working there as like a dishwasher because I needed money. Mm-hmm. And I would go out to the shows and I think, oh, you know, I think I'd be pretty good at that. You know, I should try it one day. And, and lo and behold, a couple of years later, I started taking classes. Yep. Uh, fell in love with it, and then I remember the first day of my improv class, I had walked into the the wrong room because the schedules has switched from a into pm or something like that and basically i was a beginner but i walked in to like one of their conservatory levels the higher ups oh. ones that you auditioned for once you've done it for like right. two years like i'm sitting there like <laughs> oh what congratulate why are you congratulating me and this and that and i was like um excuse me i think i went to the wrong class and the teacher <laughs> she said I thought you were smiling too much. Get the fuck out of my classroom. Oh, and I, the whole class burst out in laughing. And I remember thinking, okay, I'm in the right place at the right time. This Aww. is exactly where I want to be. I want, I want a job like this. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So it's it's been crazy. I never thought I'd do stand-up. And I started that a couple years ago. Just I feel like it chose me. People seem yeah. to really want to see me as a comedian. That's cool. So I, I've embraced it. Yeah, that you're leaning into that. Absolutely. Hi. There's no reason why I can't have both. Not at all. You yeah. can definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, okay. So when did you start smoking weed? Uh, gosh, I think I was about 17 or mm-hmm. 18 in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I hated it. <laughs> I smoked. And I, you, I, you smoked and I hated it? I hated it. I, well, my friend had rolled a joint for me, an entire fucking joint. Yeah. And it was very nicely done. It was packed. And I was the only one to smoke it. She didn't like smoking. Um, I know it was crazy. So I just smoked a whole (laughs) joint by myself. (laughs) And I lost my mind. My arm started hurting. And I realized I had seven different personalities. And I went on a seven-hour journey to find those. I was so high. I couldn't stand it. And, yeah, it was just it was bad. And I was like, I'm never doing this again. And then I did. Of course. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I, I smoked uh, some weed in high school. <laughs> <laughs> so you moved here mm-hmm. two months ago. Yes, that's true. 
Um, when did your, obviously your depression kicked in before that. So like when, or I'm assuming. Yeah. My okay. experience with depression, uh, had been for starting in my teens. Okay. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I remember, you know, I actually remember my first suicidal thought. I was thinking about that. Okay. That was when I was like in sixth grade. Sixth grade. Yeah. I, I realized it was silly, but I was like madly in love with this girl named Beatrice and I'd, uh, the day before my birthday, I, kids and I were playing spin the bottle because it was, you know, when subs come in the classroom, oh, yeah, it's just like, like a fucking free day. Yeah. <laughs> they just do paperwork <laughs> at you. Day, yeah. <laughs> uh, we were doing that, and I'd realized one of my friends was started dating her. You know, in this grade, it was like nothing serious, but yeah. to me, it like devastated me. And I remember I got a haircut after school after that, and I just remember sitting there thinking like how good it would feel to get hit by a bus, but not creepy. I know it's intense, but it wasn't so much of like doing something violent and, and, and mad. It was more of just like ending this feeling I didn't really like that was weighing in on me. And I remember even as a kid sometimes, because uh, I was really bullied, I would get be, be getting ready to go to school or camp and just out of nowhere getting ready, just having that cloud just kind of sit on me. Even at like nine years old, just really feeling worthless and not really seeing life yeah. as a joyful thing. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, like in my teen years, it accelerated and, and eventually I started going on antidepressants a couple of years ago. But at that point, I already had some experience with it and realized that it was such a real thing because I think that was what made it so rapid and, and strange was like I didn't realize I was a person with depression. Yeah. At what point did you realize that? Well, just like my tendencies were going places like I felt bipolar I would be smiling and laughing when I left the house but by the time I got to the train I was crying in public Wow! and suicidal thoughts were I've just been a normal thing at this point you know I, I look at it as very matter of fact I think a lot of people fantasize about suicide we just don't talk about we it a lot absolutely. you'd be surprised in how many people think about jumping in front of like a train <laughs> um I definitely just to have. get dark about it. You have no. I have. Well, it's funny that you mentioned. Not funny, but it's. Uh, you said as a in the sixth grade, you remember thinking oh, yeah. about getting hit by a bus. Oh yeah. Um, jumping in front of the bus. Jumping in front of a bus. Uh, one of my common like when I when it gets real bad for me, I see flashes of myself getting hit by a bus. Mm. Um, so I don't know what it is with buses and yeah, depression. It's just quick. Well, we see it in movies. That's yeah, maybe that's what it's it just is. Just clicked in us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I lived in New York, it was the train, this, mm. that thing. Uh, but here in LA, I have like flashes of a bus hitting yeah. me. Um, when yeah. did you, I was so, uh, who made that connection or w w did your parents catch it or It what? was me. Okay. I was just looking at the pattern that was in my family. The men that were in my family, their bipolar disorder, their tendencies oh, okay. of being lonely. You know, when you're mentally ill and you're not addressing it you don't necessarily live healthy and that shows to mm -hmm. people that love you so mm -hmm. just seeing that pattern on both sides of my family and and they never did anything about it you know and that's what sucks about it and i i realized i wanted to do something different i didn't want to follow in the pattern and uh yeah i wanted to break that chain and also you know in light of that i family members have opened up to that discussion because of me and awesome you know taking alternate routes it's like it's incredible so that was pretty much what it is. Just looking at my surroundings, looking at myself and realizing I didn't deserve to like put myself through this shit. So I went and got, um, you know, help psychologist 
talk therapist. And yeah. Then put what was that medication. process like? Was this still in um, growing up in Chicago? <sighs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. This is about so two and a half years ago. Two and a half years ago. Okay. It was horrible, actually. Mm. You know, that's why I was telling you earlier, I really want to invest and build success towards helping people find help. They, it can always be easier. I remember it was such a <laughs> pain in the ass to get an appointment. You know, all the doctors are booked under your insurance. You got to go through ho- loopholes. And, you know, you're on the phone for 80 minutes because everyone just passing the buck. Oh, well, this right. department doesn't fuck with that. So here you go. Well, they'll get in contact with you. And that was difficult. And my therapist was, <laughs> God bless him, he was a nice man, but he, he was old as hell, mm-hmm. and mm. that changed a lot, because he didn't see things the way I did, you know, like he was telling me I had alcoholism, and, and all these w- crazy things that I was like, no, I'm just, I'm 21 years old, like, I'm yeah. just, I'm enjoying my life, this is, you know, I don't, yeah. so I, then I walked away from it because of that, it actually drove me, it turned me off to the medication, um so how that, that therapist yeah uh, oh that, that the, the doctor experienced okay. it so i went and got someone different and i there was this there's this really amazing site called uh psychology today psychology today okay. yes and that that you can look up in your location uh, ther- a talk therapist for a specific need that you have mm-hmm. whether it's like drug addiction or um eating disorders depression Anything like that specific to you, you can look them up in your area. You look in the price range. It's sort of like a Facebook for psychiatrists and okay. therapists. Okay, say and one more time. Uh, psychologytoday.com, I believe. Okay, cool. And that was really helpful. I got to find, uh, once that happened, once mm-hmm. I had someone identical to me, at least, he was gay as right. well. I'm, and I felt like that changed everything, just that alone. Just like viewing, yeah, even like yeah, the yeah. sexual thing. It was weird. Having someone like me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what medication did the previous, I, ha- I was on Wellbutrin. Uh, well, Wellbutrin. Well, okay. Yeah. And what were the side effects of it? It was positive. Okay. Yeah, I remember feeling really good about it and I was, I was open with a lot of my friends about it too. They were very supportive and how long were you on it? Two and a half years. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I really went off it not because I just was like, once again, reevaluating my situation, you know, I didn't, I knew it had a means to an end at some point for me. Some people go on for decades with it and that's fine too, but mm-hmm. just looking at my surroundings, seeing, okay, well, you know, I, maybe, you know, it's two years, things are different for me now. Maybe I don't need this anymore and looking at situations. I'll be in LA, sunshine, yeah. I'm getting older. I ha- only have so long under my parents' insurance, so <laughs> let's get real about uh, it. <laughs> like 18, you're fine. Oh, thank you. <laughs> So um, I was just taking that into consideration, and then I, you know, it turns out when I got here, I was in a window of refill because I get them delivered. Okay. And it came at my old address the day I got the day I got here. So and oh, that so that point, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm already a couple of days off it. I've been thinking about it. Let's just give it a shot," mm-hmm. you know. And then it's it's been great. So it's been uh, how long? You said two two months. Two months that you have not had it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, um, before we start the show, you mentioned, because we kind of got into a conversation about uh, the antidepressants, because I am on one. I just recently started taking uh, mirtazapine, mm-hmm. um, and I've had also a great experience with it. It's only, I think, I want to say, three, let's just say a month. Um, the only thing I don't like is that it makes me super duper sleepy. Um which is I, what I what my doctor told me I needed anyway. Like I think that's part of 
depression, like not maybe that's part of my my depression, like not sleeping. Um, like so, you will wake up, like be up in the night. You can't be like super restless. Um, it, it's just endless thoughts, looping thoughts. Gotcha, gotcha. I've been there. Yeah, I've had many panic attacks that way too. Yeah, I you know what's crazy? I didn't know I was having a panic attack, and I had uh, it's paralyzing, described. Isn't it? Well, no, I was able to like talk myself out. I've been talking oh, myself out of panic attacks since I was a kid and not realizing that was a panic attack. Good. Good for you. Um, well, crazy though. Cause like it still helps to like know when you're having, like, I just didn't know. And just naturally my body. So what, what happened is, uh, when I was a kid, uh, throughout high school, when I play sports, particularly basketball, when okay. I would get angry, if something happened, like the ref made a bad call or somebody hit me, whatever. Um, I would just, my throat would close up and I would start to, uh, my vision would start to get darker and I couldn't breathe. I was like, <gasps> mm. like that. Um, I never said anything. I just, in my mind, I was like, breathe, 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 breathe. I didn't realize I was having a panic attack. Um, I've had them recently, uh, just like walking home, like maybe get, getting off the train and walking home. And I had that same thing happen where my vision started to go away and I, couldn't breathe and I told my doctor that and she was like you're ha that's a panic attack wow. like that's what you're having that's what you've been having this whole time is a panic attack um which is like whoa I it's like when you when you isn't it crazy when you realize you're like <laughs> oh shit like it the apple was the apple you know it's like <laughs> right <laughs> it's it's there all along yeah, yeah that's what I'm discovering is that these things have been there it's just I I didn't realize what I like. I didn't know I was depressed until like someone was like, "Hey, Marcella, you want to be on my documentary about people depressed who are depressed?" Oh, okay. I was like, oh, "Am I depressed?" You know, okay. it's crazy. Um, so, are you? Uh, since we've both had um, back to the medication, a, a positive uh, um, experience with it. Um, are you pro antidepressants? Oh, absolutely. Okay, okay. absolutely. Get get all the help you can. Okay. Get all the help you can. I mean, if you're not towards medication try a fucking weird exercise that a doctor mm -hmm. might recommend. I mean, any, anything you got to do to better yourself is what takes. And it's, it's, it's super okay to admit that you need help in a clutch. You know, so many people live with medication. It's crazy. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. But you said you also, um, you didn't want it to be a clutcher or you didn't want to have to always. I, yeah, I just think also, definitely the period of time of my life although I was very happy because comedy and improv and being able to write and produce my own shows and make a living you know like that was very enticing to me but I was just I think at the time in my life I still needed help I just I still really needed help I was yeah so I think once I got through that I didn't need the help yeah yeah um, that's not to say I mean I might even go on it again at some point mm -hmm. if I need it and that's cool too. Um, uh, shit, I just had a question and it went away. Um, it's there. <laughs> it's gonna come. Oh, um, uh, so you weaned yourself off the <coughs> not weaned yourself. You just stopped taking. Oh, it. I weaned oh, myself. That okay. was tough. Oh, really? So what was that process like? That I didn't. Yeah, I should mention that. <laughs> it wasn't so happy, Jolly. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I although I was feeling fine, I. Because there were definitely like at least a couple days where I was my body was exhausted, mm. and I had been through that experience before, uh, not having not using the drug for a couple months, and I immediately recognized the feeling mm. of the withdrawal. So mm. that I mean, for a couple days, I mean it was pretty tough, and I I'm surprised I bared it. I mean there was one point, you know, I was my heart was really starting to race, and I considered hospital, you know, like 
going to the ambulance, but uh, wow. I was cool. I just breathed. Okay. I talked myself out of it, <laughs> you know. But no, uh, there were definitely some side effects to it. But those were only a couple of days, and luckily I was I, even though I was new here, I still had friends and shit that I was living with. So yeah, I was in good company. Yeah, <laughs> that helps for mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> um, and so now you're leaning in towards uh the the weed, the marijuana. Oh yeah, I mean it's. I just, I, I guess I just realized how much it helped out here. <laughs> you know, I, it sounds, I remember I said two months ago, I felt so silly. I was like, oh, it actually is medicinal. <laughs> like you really, the, the categories of it, the, mm-hmm. how specific it can be, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it, it, it can really be like your own self-prescription. I mean, it, you know, there are defects to weed as well, but yeah, um, that definitely did help. And I mean, I'm not smoking as much mm-hmm. anymore, but definitely, yeah, I would, I was surprised at how much it really did help uh, just kind of calm me down and sort of take the side effect away, the physical side effect. Yeah, yeah. Um, Being able to sleep and shit like that. Yeah. Especially. Yeah, yeah. When you, so since you're not on the medication, you're not, but you're still seeing a therapist, right? Mm-mm. No, that's gone. No, no, I don't have one here. Okay. That was back home. That was back home. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, and you, for the two months, have you gone, had like a low point? Uh, you know, a low point. No, I just, I've been good. I just, depression is just a normal thing. So there'll be some days where I know it's on my back. Yeah. I got to just kind of work through it. Yeah. Which is easier to do now because I'm a performer and a creative person. I know Mm -hmm. how to just snap in a shit. I know how to just snap in an improv and snap into an idea and kind of go there. Yeah. So I know how to bitch slap myself into (laughs) motion. I really do. I will, I will get frustrated with myself and be like, Xerxes, come on, stand the fuck up. <laughs> you yeah. gotta be there on time. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, luckily <laughs> that like I can sort of smack myself in a, an emotion. It's helpful, but th- yeah, low points. There always be sad days. It's mm-hmm. all good. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Do you, um, have any other like, uh, self care, like regimes that you care? I think that when I get to those low days, as a matter of fact, you know what I do? What? I always happen to be in public and I'm, I counteract it with extra positivity, mm. especially around people. Mm-hmm. That's why so many people can't really guess that I have depression or yeah. get sad, you know, cause I, 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 I have to try harder to not give into it. You know what I mean? Or like, so yeah. that's what will happen. I'll, I'll be extra positive or do something extra fun to get my mind off of it. And then other people start enjoying themselves and that always helps. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's any point, you know, I don't think there's any point on st- on stage in my experience where depression exists. I think you feel me? Like <laughs> I You're s- physically I can yeah. be tired, nothing when when those lights go on, when stage time happens, th- that's always a place. That's my that's my world and I can feel how I want to feel. It like goes away and then the lights go off and you get off stage and then you're like back to normal. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's funny, you're speaking to me like so hard right now. I just had a show <laughs> on thir- no, I'm so serious, on Thank Thursday you. or Wednesday. And when I got off, I was like, because after taking this medication and just going through that whole transition, I realized, like you just said, when I'm on stage, that's when I feel normal, when I feel like mm-hmm. not, there is no depression there. It's just mm-hmm. who I really am. And like it just, it's a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Yeah, just light up. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful that we have that. <laughs> yeah. we're lucky <laughs> lucky when Trump got elected I was like thank uh, god I'm an artist and I have a place to put my shit really? so I don't become a crazy oh, YouTube commenter <laughs> troll which I used to be when oh, I was really? yeah I, I have a I have a path I mean god what you get supposed to YouTube when you're in fourth grade of course you're gonna be a fucking troll like don't lie you were that you're eating flaming hot Cheetos <laughs> drinking coke and talking a bunch of shit because there are no consequences and you're a little tiny kid. <laughs> um, do you still have videos up there of you doing that? Of me trolling? Uh, yeah. Oh, no. Your old, oh, yeah, no. no. You should keep it up. I wasn't that bad. I'm exaggerating, but, you know. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, no, none of that. <laughs> none of that. <laughs> Thank God for art. Thank That's God the point. for art. That's yeah, the point that was the point of that. Hey everybody, this week on repeat, I've got Ooch out by the five stair steps. Um, this month has been pretty crazy. Uh, every month, every day, every week is pretty crazy uh, in terms of uh, black people being killed. Um, uh, Stefan Clark was shot and killed by the police. Uh, shot 20 times. He was in his grandmother's backyard. They said he had a gun. Uh, all they found was his cell phone on him. Um, he was 22 years old had two sons who loved dancing and making people smile. Uh, also assassinated in Brazil, Mariel Franco, she's a politician. Uh, she was leaving uh, a young black women's power structure when she was assassinated. Uh, she was a human rights activist, a part of the LGBTQ community, and had a daughter and loved to eat. And 17-year-old classically trained bass player uh, in Texas, Draylon Mason was one of the victims of the package bombs in Austin, Texas. Uh, he had just been accepted to the Oberlin Conservatory of Music in Ohio. Um, so say their names. Ashe.
you mentioned some suicidal thoughts, including like um, okay. uh, getting hit by a bus. Yeah, sure. Stepping out from the bus. Yeah. I have so, a top ten list. Yeah. <laughs> My <laughs> favorites. Uh, well, no. Yeah. So what? When you're at that point, hold on, let Go ahead. I'm sorry. When I'm at that point. Um. Yeah. When you're at that point, uh, what have you ever attempted suicide? That's a hard question to answer. No, I'll say no. Why is it hard to answer? Because I think that entitles like someone interacting with you stopping you an ambulance being called something like going that far no no but it's hard to tell when you're in that moment i um, think it's can i can i give you an example sure um so a moment that i had was uh actually putting a belt around my neck oh wow um but n- uh, the reason why i bring it up is because uh I guess I talked myself out of it. Like I, I guess that's what happened. But no, no ambulance or anything like that was involved. Like I just came. Like I just came to the conclusion that, like basically, I was like, oh, no one's gonna take care of my cat. This is stupid. Like that's what stopped me. Right. Um, right. So, have you had any? I haven't. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, every time I, you know, I, I told my sibling this as well. Um, every time I do get that close, I just think of her. Mm. Mm-hmm. and it goes away mm. so that i just think of I, I have that person that matters so much that i love so much that compels me to the point where it's not even i just don't want to be without them yeah exist or you know and so that's what it comes down to so thank god i have that to yeah. back me out of it so um i don't think it's ever gotten too far i mean i think i've done dangerous things with the idea of not caring about that mm. um or I would just think, I remember I had, I was living in a studio uh, and I was, you know, 20 years old. And I remember there was this rooftop that I would always go to because I'm always that, I love the outdoors and mm-hmm. just feeling fresh air. So I might always go up to the roof and just, just like sit out on it and not, you know, just think about like, once again, fantasize, like, what would that be like if I just fell and jumped off, you know, the top of this and it could be that easy. And, and I, th- I think it was more in the fascination of how quick everything could be different and the idea of life itself getting really philosophical but mm. it was more of the fascination with death i think mm. i experienced and the enticement to it but there was one point where i remember knowing like i'm gonna i want to do this like it was such a bad night for me nothing i was every, like that's the fucked up thing everything was fine that day mm-hmm. but i went home and i just couldn't couldn't get that cycle out of my head it was like a spinning wheel it just sort of started yeah and i remember going home and like okay when i come back i'm gonna take all these pills and it'll be done but then i thought okay well give yourself one second xerxes like go on a walk take a walk around the block for a couple times might as well Mm -hmm. and then come back and then think about it if you still want to pull through if you still feel the same way and i ended up reaching out to a really good friend shout out emily modaf Emily, she let me come over. I needed to talk to someone who had experience up there. Yeah. So you know, and also someone who, the tough thing about it as well, I think, with depression is that when you express it to people, they get more sensitive than you do towards it, mm-hmm. and it kind of num- it it almost is like they sometimes don't hear you because they just want you to be okay. It's okay, no matter what you say, you're gonna be fine because they don't want anything horrible happening to you. So it's hard to really feel like you're heard with someone who gives that much of a shit about you so um 
I would say if you, it's kind of a good idea to have someone that is an acquaintance rather than a close friend who's going to give you more professional advice, tell you what you want to hear more or what you need to hear more. Right, 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 right. Um, it does. Yeah. yeah. Um, I see that for sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if I've, I fall on either of those lines where I have like uh, someone on the other than my therapist uh, who is super far objective. Right. OK. Um, and then like family and then I don't have any like super close friends. So I'm like I'm trying to like figure out where like I connect in that. Yeah. Sense, but I can't. So like uh, have you had a situation where you didn't have. Emily or mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah yeah and I, over the years I just I've lost friends due to it that's mm-hmm. all I really can get yeah I've, I've lost friends who've taken their own life or have been reckless or overdosed intentionally it and it it hurts because you know how that feels and you know why they did it and mm-hmm. the reason why is because they didn't have anyone close to them they had they just waited you know had had they just thought, because I started thinking at some point, I was like, okay, you know, I was, you know, getting really depressed. I could, and I've, I've expressed this, this is sort of like an idea I have called dead man walking. Mm. It's sort of like, I could end it all right now, or I could just empty out my bank account before <laughs> I do that, or book a fucking random trip. What do I have to lose? Yeah. Right. I might as well see a side of the world before I go. So mm. it's sort of like, a, I'm already, I'm a dead man walking already. I might as well live the fuck out of life before it's gone and sort of i think if people hopefully if people thought like that more of just it's a weird strange way of taking control of your life again Mm -hmm. um when things spin out of control that way so yeah just experience i don't know just seeing that like if they had just waited just that 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 moment you know they just held on for a second how different things could have been yeah so dead man walking (laughs) <laughs> so as you're as a dead man walking <laughs> where have you found yourself found myself yeah because you said like you know spin spin like fuck it spend all the money and then and yes yeah so what has that led you to oh amazing experiences yeah the best experiences yeah yeah i say that's some i say that before i get nervous before a show and audition i I'm like fuck it i'm not supposed to be here anyway this is all like you know i'm here i'm just doing my i'm just living the hell out of life right now what do yeah. i have to lose yeah just sort of like it's sort of squeezing in the squeezing in our morality <laughs> right just sort of like <laughs> so th- so that's where it's gotten me just, yeah. just it's another way to shoot yourself into something mm. yeah hmm. it's morbid as hell yeah i was about to say that yeah. it's morbid it's morbid it's tough but this it's is a morbid episode it's it's weird i i told that to a friend back home i was like i want to start this this movement called dead man walking i want to mm. have a show called dead man walking he was like, you know, you think of it. Uh, he's like, you know, I'm I'm in my 20s. I'm a I'm a black man in Chicago. Statistically, I'm a dem- like I'm not supposed to be here either. So mm-hmm. I could just live the fuck out of life. I was like, that's an interesting perception. Like it, it's it's a weird translation. It's a tough one, but mm-hmm. shit, if I'll take his word for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, right. Um, uh, tell me about the things that uh, have triggered your depression into those those deep moments. Hmm triggered it you know it really started with the smallest thing going wrong Mm -hmm. in my day and me focusing on that 
and then it just sort of snowballed out of control into more things. Oh, you do you did that wrong. You do this wrong as well. This is whatever you you do this horribly. You suck at this. You haven't done and this, this is you yet. Telling yourself that. Me telling myself, me being my mm-hmm. own worst enemy, and just starting building up all the negative things that I do and why, sh- and then I start hating myself. So that's really where it started. At, like me not knowing the line or when that's happening, and then before I know it, I just I forget about how great life is, and and I would be compelled to like, yeah, hate myself. Mm. It's crazy. So that's. That that was when it, it was always me that really triggered it. Yeah. Um, other things that triggered it, I'm not sure. I. Yeah. You you mentioned uh, some other family members seeing mm-hmm. them um, uh, go through something. Uh, you you said you you knew that you needed help because of seeing how. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you elaborate on any of that? Yeah. Because uh, I don't. I want to kind of like stitch it up in my head because I don't want to like give out family members. You know what I mean? Like their personal information. But definitely, I mean, you know, it's just that thing. You know, you're at their funeral and you know why they're gone. Mm -hmm. You know what path they were on. And you know, Mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't an accident or something random. Mm -hmm. You know it because we always have that that human instinct that you just know the truth sometimes. So Mm -hmm. like seeing that in my family was uh, tough. Um. And just knowing I needed to keep an eye on it, I think I just always felt a little bit more aware of it. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to think of, like, any specific... I mean, I just, you know, I think I've seen my parents go through it and mm-hmm. they not realize it. Mm-hmm. Whether it was, you know, because they lost a job or, you know, they were had some time off. I mean, yeah. I think th- it comes from somewhere. Sure. You yeah. do learn it from somewhere. Yeah. Um, do you talk to your parents? All the time. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. They're, they definitely keep an eye on me because especially now that I'm, they they still live in Chicago and yeah, but we talk all the time and I assure them that I'm good and I always feel free to give them a call if anything, you know what I mean? I just, it's nice. I'm, it's good to have that, but, uh, yeah, certainly I have to be open with them Mm -hmm. about it. It's only fair. Yeah. And in return, they've been open with a lot of things with me so it's, it's I guess, Ooh, hopefully it's, scary. It's, it's a part of growing up i guess you know you can't take have it those back. conversations with absolutely your yeah it, it's upsetting i mean yeah you know my my mother especially was doesn't she don't want to hear that you know it's, yeah that her baby boy and, and i'm latino that that shit gets swept under the rug all the time mm-hmm. it's you know um Hopefully it's it's a stereotype that's changing, but it definitely was just like a uh, what's it called? Something you can't talk a about. What's it called? A stigma. <laughs> stigma. A stigma. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely a huge stigma. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, it's like that in the black community too. <sighs> Is it? Yeah. My mom. I think I mentioned this in an episode before, but I told her uh, that so whatever happened, it, it brought me down so far that I felt like I committed suicide, and she was mm-hmm. like just pray about it like whatever it is is never it's not worth your life which is true um yes. and she was like just pray about it though like it'll go away when you pray just keep praying and praying and praying. i'm like no. she uh yeah they definitely didn't also i think it comes from the whole like you don't know how hard life is you don't know mm. what sadness is and i would literally get told that i think that's why mm. it resulted in me learning in my 20s as an as an adult that i needed help because i was told for so long that's a fantasy that's a fairy tale yeah. that's something extra that's like add that doesn't exist just right. fucking pay attention yeah just like get together just i think it together. comes from having you know when, when you're 
parents are of color, like they know a, a slice of life that's a little <laughs> extra tough. Yeah. I mean, shit, yeah, my, yeah. my whole family fucking, my grandfather got here when he was 12, didn't meet his mommy. He was a poor Puerto Rican kid. He had to make it. He worked his ass off. You know, that's, yeah. that's a hard life. Yeah. You don't talk about pain and suffering. I mean, so that's, mm-hmm. I think it's, uh, that's also changing too, but that was definitely a, a really danger zone that we face with like, kids in high school taking their own lives because Absolutely. they don't have anyone listening to them. Right. Yeah. It's horrible. Um, <coughs> Kitty my cat's, cat's crazy. going crazy. <laughs> it's funny how we're talking about depression and she's like, I don't know. <laughs> she's like, what's that? <laughs> Kitty. Oh, oh she won't, but she's such a sweetie. She won't. She's, I love I I like roughhousing with cats if they're oh, I'm if very they're up for it. Her. Yeah, I I tip her upside down when she's like she won't she always headbutts me, mm-hmm. and when she won't stop, I'll just grab her and like from the her belly and I'll grab the back of her head so she doesn't get like whiplash. Oh and boy. I just like flip her over and then she's like fuck you. She's like I'm a cat. I don't get fucking whiplash. <laughs> I know where my feet are at all times. <laughs> Have you ever true. seen like slow motion videos of cats and shit falling from trees? Like they are insane. very magical. They're magical. Yeah, my cat is clumsy as fuck, though. Do you ever? What do? You, what's your opinion on animals getting high? <laughs> I have friends who do that, and I'm like, buddy, I don't know. I think she reacts to my cat. Um, I think she reacts a little bit to my weed, but I can't tell. I don't know because she's always extra. It's like I don't know when she's high or not high. Okay, um, sure. like right now, I don't know what she's on. Well, my friend's dog used to smell it and come and like beg for it it was oh. cr- it was pretty fucked up that's why i don't think <laughs> you should do it you don't want to get any I've animal never addicted intentionally done but he would animals. love it and then he would get really playful around the house so and she would be like yeah like check him out he's, he's about to do this and he, it was weird <laughs> so he animals I can love know. it just know that much Probably. they know what it is yeah no she definitely like sits there as i'm smoking it and like watches the smoke go up in the air mm-hmm. <laughs> my mom is very supportive of um weapon I can hear that. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, you can hear what? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> she's very supportive of, of weed. Yeah. Surprisingly. As conservative as parents may be some days, they're, they're like, fuck yeah. Yeah, like, that's, yeah, yeah. That's what's, you know, that's good shit. That's do yeah. that over alcohol. I'm like, really, mom? Okay. Dude, I hope my mom says that when she hears this podcast. Oh, yeah. You haven't told her yet? <laughs> no, well, because she doesn't like when there's cursing and things. Like she, she likes everything mm. to be very like Christian and God. And so I'm sure. just like, I'm not even, I don't even invite her to my shows anymore. Because she's like, can you make sure the comedians don't curse? I'm like, mom, I can't tell. I can't like go to each com- comic and like, sure. can you not swear on your set? So my mom can, like, it's, it's silly. I'll I'm do <laughs> it for you, mom. I'll do it. I won't curse. I'll be a good boy. At my own show, yes. <laughs> but at someone else's show, I can't I, I I like it when people tell me that. I like the challenge of that. Of not cursing? Of not going blue, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> totally, yeah. If a host told me that. Especially when a, an, an old, uh, I don't to call your mom old, but like an older woman tells me to like yeah, not absolutely. curse in front of her. I'm like, yes, ma'am. Well, that's why I don't let her ask my mom to. Exactly, exactly. I'm not gonna put her you in. just don't want to compromise what you do. It, it's just like it doesn't matter to me, but I just know she won't. But like, you won't ever do a show without using bad words so she could see it. You would never consider that. 
Oh, no, she asked me to tell the other comics not to curse. She's not asking me. Like, I can 100% not curse on my set. But she wants to make sure that nobody else is cursing oh, either. Oh, okay. So she's like, just my baby gets to curse. No, she doesn't want me to curse either, <laughs> which you, is I fine. Like, I won't. But That's she literally wants the whole show to be, like, about God. I'm like, Ma, I can't tell people what to perform. Sure. Like, I can't do that. Like, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, she wants everything to be yeah. the Christian version. Like, every joke to be like, and then everyone was saved. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> And then jokes are. they didn't drown. And then they... <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Was weed ever mentioned in the Bible? Um, I have a theory that, um, I have a theory that there's a lot of things that were mentioned, uh, that were not put in the Bible that we read that, okay. that we currently have as the Bible. Cause one motherfucker, how come, <laughs> how come God only talked to dudes? Like he always came to men and okay. said, you got to go do this, do that, do right. whatever. And he only got women hero. pregnant. That's what the fuck? Up, right. Yeah. So this to me, that's how, you know, religion is fucking fucked up. Okay. Uh, if, I, I apologize if I have any uh, listeners out there who are religious. It's not fucked up. I just think that. Uh, no, I'm religious. That's a good point to make. Omitted. I yeah. think that's why I kind of left Christianity because, right. like, I feel like there's a lot of stuff. There's holes in this. Yeah. It's not all the way there. It's not all the way right. Oh, obviously, yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Um, that's <laughs> my own personal. There's a fiction fictional quality to, <laughs> to the Bible. Let's just say that. Much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, especially the part where there's like literally no women who do anything like heroic, like oh, there's like two or three, you know, like not even three. Two, that's true. You know? That's true. All this crazy shit can happen, but a woman can't save the day. That's, that's I don't, a, I don't buy it. You're like, right. We're saving the day today. Right Amen. Now. So I think we did then too. Yeah. Take that bubble. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, um, no, I lo- I love the Bible. Everyone should read the Bible. <laughs> Um, no, you want a lot I of uh, you. I I think uh, I'm a good person because of of growing up in church. Me too. Right? You yeah. learn. You you. I'm not being sarcastic. No, I'm no. not either. Okay, I was, <laughs> so people do think I'm being sarcastic. Oh no. No, yeah. I, I I do too. It it's, sticks with It could be a very loving environment. Yeah, that it sticks with you. I mean, I still buy uh, Hillsong United uh, see albums whenever they come out, like every summer. Like yeah. I still listen to Christian music, but yeah. I just I don't go to church or pray or anything like that. Yeah, I I still sing. Uh, songs I used to sing in church. Something about it. <laughs> they they feel good. They make mm-hmm. you feel good. They're all positive. That's what it is. You ever gotten mm-hmm. so high you prayed? I d- I have done that. I have done that. I I, I, that's so my I'm the first I time I've ever even said that out loud. <laughs> but I just remembered. I remember once I got so high, it was just good weed, and I just was like, I just started crying, and I was like, thank you God for everything in my life. Thank you for my, you know, I just I, I loved everything. Was, when I get mad, I'm like, must have been dear purple. fucking Jesus Christ, <laughs> somebody stop me. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't pray. Um, I meditate. Yeah. Does that count? I think meditation counts. I'm going to say it does. Um, okay, so this show is called High Hopes. Sure is. Tell me it sure is. <laughs> what are your high hopes? My high hopes and just like my life like with what you're going hmm. through, what you're dealing with, um, yeah. with comedy. Mm. My high hopes for, you know, it's to really, really engage with the rapid change in my life and just ride the hell out of every moment mm-hmm. successfully. Mm-hmm. Even if I don't land on my feet, I'm doing the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to be like cast in a 
major feature film. We all do, don't yeah. we? Yeah, <laughs> so I'm, I'm putting that in the next couple of years. Uh, just every working towards that endlessly. It's like basic success career goals, but yeah. um, to be happy. To be happy. Yeah. On a scale of, uh, let's say, 1 to 10, where would you fall on happy? Today? Yeah. Oh, 10. Yeah? It's the best day of my life. That's tight. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's always the best day of my life. <laughs> good, good, That's good. what I'd say. That's awesome. Thank um you. uh is there anything that you'd like to plug uh, how can we find you on the social media um definitely yeah I, my instagram is popping you should definitely follow <laughs> that uh, xerxes flores x as an x-ray e-r-x-e-s f-l-o-r-e-s that means flowers in spanish it's kind of like my own little disney channel i've been using since i've gotten here it's been a nice branch yeah, yeah. but there is a uh, buzzfeed video you could check me out at, which is pretty cute You're it's in the link in the the insta story that's been a fascinating experience reading those comments oh (laughs) i'm gonna check that out it's it's fun it's it's a cute little blind date but that's um yeah just keep your eyes peeled i'm always keeping that updated and i love engaging with people and and going on that people seem to really enjoy that interaction as well so that's right yeah this has been so fun yeah gosh (laughs) um it's cool um well i think i don't have any further questions do you have any further do you have any questions for me how are you? Um, how, how are you on a scale of one to ten? I'm going to say I'm a fucking 11 right now. You're 11. Hell I'm yeah. 11, 11. 11. 11. And to anybody 11. who's listening, you know, love yourself. For real. For real. You got to do it for you. It's great. Jump in the water is great. Jump in the water is great. Yeah, love yourself. Love yourself for you. Mm-hmm. Also love yourself for oh you. Yeah. You got something to say. And yeah. If you go away, we won't know what it is that you had to say, right? <laughs> Everybody love yourself for you. You owe it to your life, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm your girl, Cool Black Chick. Uh, you can find me on social media at Cool Black Chick. Hell also, yeah. check out my other podcast. It's called White People Do Black Things. Um, mm-hmm. It's popping. Um, otherwise, bye. Bye, guys. Hey y'all, it's Marcella again. I just noticed that some folks still haven't subscribed to the podcast, so I just want to remind y'all to do that. Um, it only take a few seconds. Just go wherever you're listening to High Hopes and click subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. And then come get high with us on Instagram. You can follow us at High Hopes Live, and you can also find me at Cool Black Chick. And I appreciate you for listening to this whole episode. Uh, you rock and enjoy life. (laughs) Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to Dope Comedians. Subscribe now to access bonus episodes, clips, and audio. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts and YouTube Podcasts. And follow us on social media at Dope Comedians. Until next time, live long and slay. Slay.